0: Star Trek companion. This is episode three hundred and ten. I'm your host Brian Williams. I'm Adam Caesar.
1: I'm Stephen Embry.
0: And today we're discussing Star Trek: Picard's first season episodes, Stardust City Rag, and the Impossible Box. Here we go. <laughs> Stardust City Rag, Season
1: 1, Episode 5. Original release date, February 20th, 2020. Directed by Jonathan Frakes, written by Kirsten Beyer. Guest cast include Dominic Burgess as Vup, Nickor Zedegren as Bejazel, John Ailes as Bruce Maddox, Mason Goodling as Gabriel Huang, Landry Albright as Chop Doc, K. Bess as La Serena Computer, Ayushi Chabra as Pell, Casey Childs as Piano Player, Casey King as Ichab, and Sam Mora as
2: Bartender. Years ago, Seven of Nine was forced to euthanize Ichab after his Borg implants were ripped out by black market dealer Bajazal. Now Seven travels with Picard to Freecloud, where Rafi learns that Bajajal has Maddox, captive, and intends to sail him to the Romulans. To free Maddox, Picard's crew stage a prisoner exchange, with Seven as the bait. Welcome, Captain Rios. I see your power conversion efficiency is only 91%. Remember, nobody knows the way around the Kaplan F-17 Speed Freighter like the Red Bull Weed. Have Join the party at the Freecloud Grand Prix <laughs> House,
1: afternoon high tea.
0: No, son, go away. The three round Institute of Entertainment Robotics is now firing. You have to, to punch him. him. Wh- what? Hit as hard, hard as you can. I don't hit me. Oh no, he's right, Doc. You need to knock his head clear uh, off.
1: Architect. Submit your resume. <laughs> oh,
0: <laughs> Agnes for the <laughs> knockout. <laughs> <laughs> hey, lady, you looking
2: to get snake pit? Feelings, of
0: God, and your poison. I didn't get one. All right, Steve, kick us off and tell us why this episode is so important to the overall story of um, Picard, season one. Hmm.
1: I did not anticipate that <laughs> question. <laughs> no. Um, all right, well, first off, I will say that, you know, you recall after I watched this, I texted you, Brian, talking about the opening. Just the uh, how.
2: Brutal.
1: yeah i mean if so if you're if you're you know if you're a big trek fan and you watch all this stuff and you have the whole history behind you i mean it's just you know the relationship seven has with each and do you recognize that's the guy that's him and what she has to do and all this you know that's, that's on no
0: was. planet does the series that was star trek voyager follow on to this opening
1: yeah yeah i was just like oh that and then and i had to i remember like uh, so I watched, I watched these in, when they were first aired or shortly thereafter with, uh, with my wife and I, and she hasn't seen Voyager and I had to, I had to just kind of like stop everything because <laughs> I was tearing up and crying. It's like, what's going on? You know, to anyway, anyway, but you know, it's just that one portion, the rest of it's really bonkers kind of this episode in a way. Um, because I think a lot of it's the execution it's, um, the notion is interesting, you know, this whole, okay, we've got to pull off this, pull off this ruse and so on. And we've seen this kind of thing a million times in movies and TV and so on and so forth. But when they try to do the, um, you know, let's, let's, let's do real time, then let's flash forward, then let's flash back and flash forward. They kind of, it's, it's, it's pulled off in a way that I, I practically get confused as to what's, what's going on kind of. And then it it's a little, it gets a little silly or something a little too silly. I don't, I don't know what it is, but, I don't know i guess they're tonally consistent because i thought like the whole stuff with maddox and Gerardi was goofy too and like the whole cookie kiss i wrote cookie kiss in my notes because it just was i don't know something was gross it was just over the top with that i don't know there's you know it, it, it had a very promising start you know when you we you know we barely saw seven in the tail end of the last episode and then we uh start into this and this so it's this is you know really strong and then it gets goes off the rails i will say
0: i don't know i thought that i thought the hf stuff was just too gruesome
1: yeah yeah i I agree it it doesn't
0: it doesn't follow on from voyager right 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 i don't know i just felt like they just went too far
1: no i hear you i hear you i I mean i i I felt a lot because of you know i appreciate the relationship they had in voyager but i I do agree it was a little you know that that was gruesome but i and also will praise jerry ryan and we've spoken about her acting
0: but she's so great. In the,
1: even yeah in that in that brief little opening that you know it, it can't be whatever it is that she's on screen a minute two whatever it is it's like she's co- she's convincingly playing oh this is the person before she had to euthanize Ichab and got gritty and then we immediately go in and we see yeah, that's a different it, so we, we see her so easily play these different versions of seven you know, over time. And it doesn't, she doesn't have, it doesn't take much for her to do it, you know, you very little time. And and just, you just see, oh, this is before that happened. And you see how that reflects in her uh, persona and so forth. So anyway, that's what I got for, for this one,
2: Adam. Um. Yeah. I'm, I'm agreeing with Steve here. There's the middle part's goofy, you know, the, you know, the prisoner exchange, Um. you know, we've seen it before. It's, it's kind of done in a goofy way, different costumes. I don't want to go into that too much. I totally agree. The um, the opening the tease, it's it's brutal. It's brutal because you go back. I mean, we all knew Echip. We knew him as a character. He was pretty much a regular there the last couple of seasons. Um, we knew the kind of relationship that him and Seven had. And it was, as she said later on in this episode, you know, he's the closest thing to a son I will ever have. And you can, you know as Star Trek fans and, you know, all of us have seen Voyager several times, you know, yeah, it it hits you um, pretty hard. Uh, It's, it's brutal. It's I have no other way to say it, but it's brutal. It's emotionally brutal. It's um, physically brutal. It's brutal to watch feel. um, um, We didn't mention this a couple episodes ago, but uh, what was it? They, they kind of set up this brutality that they've had in this show. Was it the, when they were on Mars and the, the Android has brutally murdered everybody with that laser yeah. so i mean it's it's not like this kind of came out of nowhere but it's still it's still kind of shocking especially in a in a star trek series to to go to for them to go that far but i mean it's a brave new world and they're 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 showing the brutality of it um in the end uh, there's there's not it's weird there's not a lot there's it doesn't seem like there's a lot of seven in this episode but she is predominantly a part of this episode and there's you know, there's that opening scene, and then there's the scene where, um, you know, she she gets her revenge. She she kills Bajzel. And the scene before that, I thought my favorite scene before that was between her and Picard. And she's like, um, did you get your humanity back? And he was like, Yes, all of it. Was, no, no. And I,
0: yeah, that, and, that's probably the, my favorite moment of this entire series, even though it's 30 seconds long. Yeah,
2: because you know they both understand each other, and it's weird because okay, this is. Literally, this is the first time that we've seen the two characters together, and you know, you know, briefly in the last episode and in this episode, and yet, as Star Trek fans of uh, Next Gen, Voyager, and all these series, we complete you can completely feel that and understand it, and they both pull it out. You can just both see the emotion in their face, and they're both such wonderful actors. Um And it's kind of like you know, I mean they've been doing this forever and ever together. But another thing that I kind of kind of was thinking about because I started thinking about. Seven in the Voyager days, and it was Janeway that kind of kept Seven in line. Janeway was kind of her compass conscience in a way when she was coming back into humanity. But you could see the early on Seven doing something like this, and then she kind of became more human, and then having to do the wretched thing that she had to do with Egypt. You can see this going back there, but she's not evil. It's not like it was, I mean, it's murder, I mean, but it's her justice and, and, and I don't think it was really out. I wouldn't say this was out of character for even the Voyager 7 of 9.
0: I disagree with that last bit. The Voyager 7 of 9 couldn't have done this. But the character that she's become, I, I think this is totally in character. And, and uh, you know, I was okay with the revenge killing here. But no, I, I don't think... Season seven, Voyager, seven of nine, would have.
2: Well, I'm could. talking early. I'm talking seven and nine, maybe not the the end, the the end. And what I'm saying is, like, Janeway was her conscience, her guide, back to humanity, back to. But I mean, the early on seven, I think definitely could have. I don't know. Somebody. I just felt
0: like that opening sequence, watching it this time, it just felt so oddly unnecessary. Maybe. I mean, I understand giving us this point when she just stopped losing or stopped having hope and um, really becoming the person that she was. But God, it's so it's so gruesome and grotesque and dark. And I mean, it's just it's just not what I want out of Star Trek. I don't know. I don't know. But cause I'm, it sounds like I'm the only person that kind of had that reaction here, which is fine.
1: No, I, I, I definitely agree. It's gruesome. And I, I, I think, though, that it's in the it's in the range of what they could do to to say what they wanted to say. You know, they didn't, didn't need to go that far. I didn't need to. Now I, I don't know how outrageous it is, but
0: well, speaking of those kind of moments, we haven't known Girati uh, for nearly as long as we've known Savin, uh, but her. Uh, killing Maddox. I didn't understand it the first time. I still don't sure. really understand it. I just, right. I have yep. a, hard, a hard time really understanding why she does this. How how anyone could go this far and come back from it. I I don't.
2: Isn't it the um the the Starfleet security admiral? Yeah, Isn't she the like, one that convinces she didn't she kind of trick her into doing this?
0: Well, like she shows her that that androids are going to be the end of everything is that right and that's the yeah. same reason that yeah, the promulants want to kill everybody right.
2: they kind of they, they tricked her in a way that's what i remember taking
1: but it, it does seem outrageous right she i had mean a, so she had he would- the
2: cookie kiss relationship with this person now she's going to kill him yeah,
1: yeah
2: and that was kind of a that was a brutal death too not to you know there, I mean, it wasn't like right. a quick, painless death that she gave him so yeah, when I first watched it, it kind of felt like out of left field. I was like, "What's what's going on here?"
0: Now, if after this episode, it turned out Girati was a really evil person or something, okay, fine. But that's not what this—that's not who she yeah, is. Yeah. So it doesn't make a lot sense.
1: We have a a quirk reference here, so we—that's
0: fun. Was, no, it was the next episode. They had the, the flip, what's his name, the little kids character flip flip it flybert flybert flubert whatever his name was on her lunchbox oh right
1: right right i'm um, trying to remember what that is but yeah, yeah yeah yeah
0: i definitely recognize this picture little stuff like that yeah this they have all those ads on the bridge which I don't know fine
2: just kind of bringing a little modernist into it you know that's because he's kind of on a commercial ship you wouldn't see this on a starfleet ship or you know military ship so it kind of brings some kind of I don't know, modernness to it, I guess, is the best word way I can describe it.
0: Uh, Rafi tries to meet with her son, and turns out he's an a-hole. <laughs> right. I don't know. Not much else to say there.
1: I know. It's one of those things where I just don't know the character enough to, to care that much. One of those kind of things.
0: Yeah. You're asking a lot. It's funny, you know, they had the same actor play Hugh, and if they had changed... I may not have noticed. He did sound the same, but I, I may not have noticed. But I could tell this wasn't the same guy playing Maddox. Yeah, right. yeah. yeah. You know? I mean, it seems like they tried to cast someone that kind of looked like maybe he could have looked like. But I'm like, well, that's not that actor, I'm sure. I don't know the reason. And the same thing, uh, the actor that played Ichab. I mean, the, the, the main one that we think of. I know there were a couple of guys on... Voyager that played Egypt, but the main person we all think of when we think of Egypt, that's not who plays him in this right. ten seconds at the beginning of this episode. Mm-hmm. I did read that they didn't offer it to him, so I mean, why wouldn't you? I I, I mean, especially when you didn't really have to do much acting. I don't know, but I'd be curious to know what the reason there was. As far as the Bruce Maddox, I don't even know if that guy's still alive or what the reason there was. But it, I just, it was funny to me that I'm like, oh, that's definitely not the same guy. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't understand that. Yep, yeah.
0: but you know, it's been a long time because we only actually saw him in one episode, right? Season two, right, Maddox?
1: Yeah, Measure yeah. of a Man was that, mm-hmm. right? He was the first really good episode of Next Gen. That
0: one. Oh, oh yes, that, one was, that was quite good okay. too. Okay. Yep. All right, all right. yep, yep, yep. And uh, Justice, of course, <laughs> naturally. <laughs> yes, Gerardi is exceptionally nervous. About beaming everybody up and that doesn't that whole little C story doesn't make a lot of sense unless maybe it's related to her going to see Maddox for the first time in a while, but that isn't made real clear. Yeah, the whole subterfuge and I, I like the jokes about Elnor not really understanding the concept of Yeah, not being yeah, that's fun. absolute candor. That's cool, that's funny and that's in, that's entertaining. But actually their get ups and all that stuff, they just look so they just look silly. It just I mean It looks like you would, your response would be, well, obviously they're faking it. (laughs) Even Picard. Like I've heard Patrick Stewart do a much better French accent. It almost sounds like he's trying to do a bad one. Right.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't
0: understand that. I don't get that. Um, If there's a joke in there, it doesn't make sense. And that frigging eye patch is (laughs) kind of dumb, but fine, fine, fine. Uh, What, what keeps this holds this episode up is yes. Jerry Ryan is really great, and I think feel like I could watch her do just about anything. I remember the first time I saw it; I loved the moment when she just immediately beams beams back down. <laughs> mm-hmm. And doesn't doesn't Picard actually activate the beam? Yeah, and he gives her two phaser rifles. Yeah, so like he knows. I think she grabs him, but I mean, he knows what she's doing, and so I, I like that. I like that a little bit. I do remember the first time seeing this episode, being concerned that that was it for her. Um. But as we know now, of course, that wasn't it for her.
1: I think that's one of the best choices they made in this whole series. I mean, without bringing her on to bring her into this show, I, I you know, it'd have been great to see Patrick Stewart do Picard and so on, but, you know, it really enhances the whole thing. Her, her, her journey.
0: But, you know, like Adam mentioned that one scene earlier between her and Picard talking about
1: yeah, yeah. whether
0: they got their humanity back after being unassimilated. You know, in a way, those are the only two people in the galaxy that, that share that, sort of. I mean, we see these like XBs, but none of them... I don't know what magical thing Crusher and the holographic doctor on Voyager did to sort of bring everybody back, you know, to bring um, Picard and Annika back from their pure assimilation in a way that many years later, it seems like the Romulans don't have that technology because everybody looks pretty deformed after they're brought back or whatever. And they certainly don't seem like their old selves. Everybody's a little bit messed up mentally or whatever. Well, even Hugh looks good.
2: He's got his full head of hair.
0: Hugh? Yeah, Yeah, but his face is all screwy. Mm
2: -hmm. But compared to the others, I mean, he's pretty good. I guess.
0: So I don't know what alchemy they were doing that's so different from whatever they're doing here. But these are the only two, like, sort of normal, you know, people that share this. And they share that moment. And I guess I wasn't exaggerating. I, that Those 30 seconds <laughs> are probably my favorite moment of the entire first two seasons of this show. True. It's pretty great.
2: I mean, it, it was a really good choice, by the way. I mean, it makes total sense for her and Picard. I mean, you know, if they would have brought somebody from DS9 or or somebody else from Voyager, it wouldn't have had the same kind of impact. We wouldn't have had that scene that you were just talking about, Brian. So Jerry, Ryan, Seven to Nine, it was, it was a perfect, perfect if you're going to bring, um, you know, a, a character from another series, she was the perfect one to choose. Do, have we heard the term Fenry
0: Ranger before? Is that new here?
1: I think it's new here.
2: Okay.
0: Maddox gives us a nice big exposition dump, and we kind of have an understanding finally why, so how Soji and Dodge and Dodge ended up where they were. So that's good. Although actually, Soji and Josh are not in this episode. I mean, Soji isn't in this episode, obviously. Josh isn't. Uh, all right. So, um, what is this episode about?
2: And, well, there, there's a lot. Of, there's several aspects to this episode. I don't think there's kind of like one stringed out theme that they're they're going for here. Obviously, the thing that I could say is like becoming whole. I mean, you know, Seven. She went through that traumatic experience, having to, you know you know, take Egypt's life to, you know, mercy killing and, you know, and the culmination of the end where she, she gets her brand of justice um, for Picard, you know, and that kind of, it kind of goes in line with Picard becoming whole, you know, he's, he's having to come to terms with the fact that he's going to have to go back to the sport cube. He's being faced with that. And, you know, in the scene that we were referring to, it's like, you know, did you get all your humanity back? No no um but they're working on it every day so that's those are the things that i i kind of took out of it you know you that the other characters um you know are trying to find her son um that didn't work out that's trying to become whole again so i think those are kind of some of the themes that were taken out of it but it's not entirely clear throughout the episode
1: yeah i mean they could have you know rolled more with um you know seven's revenge and uh basically the the justification of justifications for murder in some sense you know right but i think it's because you have the the whole bit with Gerardi too but i don't know that there's one consistent thread here that ties all all the pieces of this episode together
0: All right, let's do six degrees for Stardust City Reg. Our questions today are just trivia. Uh, Steve, you went first. Uh, Icheb returns. His first appearance was in the Voyager episode Collective. Was that seasons two, four, or six? Uh, Six? Yes, sir. Season six. I, I always think it's earlier than season six, but considering how much a part of the show he became it's crazy that he wasn't there until the second to last year right right yeah i guess it was obviously not two because there would have been no seven then that was a bad option all right Steve has one moving on.
1: The Impossible Box, Season 1, Episode 6. Original release date, February 27, 2020. Directed by Maja Varillo, written by Nick Zayas. Guest cast include Jonathan Del Arco as Hugh, Peyton List as Narissa, Barbara Eve Harris as Emily Bosch, Sumalee Montano as Mom AI, Marty Matulis as XB Worker, Ella McKenzie as Young Soji, Rico McClinton as older XB, and Charlie Newhart as Romulan guard.
2: Narek realizes that Soshi has the same nightmare each night, and he plans to use this to find where she was created. To board the artifact without causing a diplomatic incident with the Romulans, Picard asks Rafi to procure official clearance from the Federation. Rafi, drunk following her son's rejection, convinces an old Starfleet friend to provide the clearance. This allows Picard to beam aboard the artifact and reconnect with Hugh. This one
0: is from After Your Time. A spatial trajectory. The Borg acquired the technology after assimilating Sicarians. Its use was reserved for the Queen in the event of an emergency. It has a theoretical range of
1: 40,000 light years.
0: I like the moment when Hugh finally sees Picard. He says, Welcome to the Borg Reclamation Project. Or burp.
2: Adam, kick us off
0: on the Impossible Box.
2: So, yeah, this episode kind of kicks off with um, most of the characters dealing with the last episode. Yeah. Obviously, um, you know, Rafi being rejected by her son. She's kind of, re- um, you know, relapsed into her alcoholism. Um, obviously, that kind of hardcore rejection um, yeah, could make anybody, you know, want to relapse into whatever addiction they have. So she's dealing with that. Um, Jurati is... Um, trying to distract herself from, um, her, her acts in the last episode. So her and, you know, um, Chris kind of hook up in the episode. Um, we had that going on and, you know, we have Picard kind of having to, you know, deal with his anxiety about, um, boarding this, um, board cube. Um, so, I mean, we get some fun scenes. It's a fun scene with Rafi and her old Starfleet. I mean, I don't know if it's fun, but it's, It's funny for her, but at the same time, it's kind of sad because you know that she's in this great amount of pain and she's messed up. I was trying to think, you know, how many times we've seen, you know, um, you know, a regular, you know, you know, be that inebriated. Like I said, it's kind of sad, especially at the end when, you know, when her friend is like, don't ever, don't ever call me again. So, I mean, you kind of, you get to see that these last, you know, 15 years since, you know, she was booted from Starfleet, you know, all you know, the, the problems with, with her son, you know, her son rejecting her as harshly as she did. And, you know, um, her old friends who just don't really want to talk to her. So, you know, gradually we're getting pieces of the character Rafi and the kind of the things that she went through, you know, these are the kind of things that we were discussing early on. They're like, we didn't, we had a hard time. At least I had a hard time emotionally connecting with this character because, you know, she just kind of popped up and here she is, but they've been sprinkling along throughout the series, you know, um, you know her backstory and and the things that she went through so i like like she performed it very well it's like it said it's amusing and sad it's kind of it's a it's a weird scene and you know then obviously it's supposed
0: to-, to be funny I, I was a little puzzled by that scene like it, they put a lot into the it's a big chunk of the movie or the movie the episode this whole storyline about how are we going to get on the cube picard has a plan he explains all the politics and what they're going to do and then she's brought out of her room and she goes through this long long scene and the end of the scene when she's successful and her long friend says don't ever call me again which you're right that seems that they literally play the star trek theme music right there like it all every he Picard claps for her like it I was did, a weird it, just, it, i don't know it just doesn't
2: it's just it's different from everything else and i don't get it it was weird yeah it's a, it's got a weird like i said it's 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 a good scene it's a fun scene and it's it's sad it's all it's a weird I think maybe in some other episode or some other show, maybe it's a good scene.
0: But here, it, it's just, it's just a weird, like, it just seems like a 10 minutes out of the episode that, why? The only thing that I can think of to answer that question. All of it could have been gone and it could have just been the ship shows up, they hail and Picard says, Hugh, I need to talk to you. There, I saved you 10 minutes.
2: I think they needed to find a way to show how messed up Rafi was from this. No, I think that's the only. Okay, maybe but then maybe. why
0: why culminate in clapping for her and playing the Star Trek theme? Like this is some. Um, I agree. I mean, I don't get it. Agreed. Was it supposed to be sad or funny or triumphant? I, I don't know. I don't get. I didn't understand.
2: But it's well it's well performed. She did a great job performing it. I'll get. I'll say that.
1: Yeah, it's it's totally problematic because for a number of reasons, right? Because you know they need like an answer. You basically get the essentially work your connections and bs the party so you can get done you know we see that kind of thing before but she's also you know high and drunk and we give her applause and hold her drink for while they stagger off and i mean i don't know it's it's like it's tragic yet they're trying to be funny and it it just can't decide what it's supposed to be i mean i think that's that's i think
2: if they would have picked one lane probably would have been a better scene i mean yeah the clapping at the end was weird they could probably could have done away with that
0: all right i'm sorry continue
2: <laughs> well then, you know, and obviously we get onto the artifact. It's cool seeing um Picard and Hugh together reconnecting after Picard all these years.
0: As an official representative for Burp.
2: <laughs> um, so we get that and it's 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 interesting to see Hugh trying to comfort Picard, you know, kinda it's like have a hold his hand, you know, while they're going through the first part of the, the board the artifact or board cube. Um um, but he kind of comes together. And then then the scene, then the episode kind of culminates into Neric. you know, he finally gets what he wants, he, you know, um, she is activated, and then it's really, the end is really fast. Um, they, you know, they escape through this portal, and bam, we're on to the next episode. Yeah, I f- kind of felt the end of this episode was really fast. Steve, your first thoughts?
1: Yeah,
0: so... Um,
2: How do you uh, feel about the impossible box?
1: Oh, well, obviously nothing's impossible, because... He solved it, and uh, they moved on. But yeah, I agree that kind of the, there's some pacing issues with it, right? Because we have this whole lead up, like with the scene we dwelled on with the odd tone issues would seem to go on forever. Yet you rush the ending, and it's one of the longer episodes on top of it. So I don't know why they make those choices, but anyway, they you know we do have a number of things moving forward. I like the Picard. What I liked also was how vulnerable Picard is still. You know, we haven't seen a. I mean, you know little bits of his reaction still of his time as a borg but then it's like it's like it just comes to the surface again like he, he starts you know when he gets very, very angry about oh they they change they borg don't change all that kind of stuff it's immediately back to like the first contact days you know his his rant it was just felt oh there that's still there you know it's still fresh you know it's something he's still dealing with and so i thought that was
0: i will make them pay yes
1: yeah it was that <laughs> So I, I like that. I like they're moving on from this so we don't have to continue to have this little business with, you know, Narek and Soji and where's it going and all this stuff too. The, the meditation stuff, whenever they try to like uh, have these analogies and puzzles tying to subconscious and it's like walking a path and all this person's doing is walking two feet and turning left and doing some other thing that gets a little (laughs) goofy this stuff walking this little maze
0: i think it's goofy that this is on the board the artifact yeah they built this right
1: right it's even got like a sunroof or something you know it's like
0: yeah that's a lot of engineering to put it on a borg artifact I don't – what? Honestly, none of this kind of makes sense. Every time it shows their quarters, like Soji's quarters or, or Narek's quarters, I'm like, wow, those quarters are huge. On what vessel ever has anybody in the history of time had a – I mean, freaking Picard's quarters on the Enterprise were not like that.
2: It's bigger than my first condo. Romulans need space, I suppose.
0: Yeah, but it's one of those things you just – if once you think about it, you're like, okay, well, this is stupid, and they didn't spend two minutes thinking about it. This doesn't make any sense. Right. Right even if they thought it was cool, there's so much like empty space in that room. Is that all that there so that they would have room for her to throw her clothes about and rip up the pictures? I don't know.
2: That you know, the, the meditation, it had a sunroof too, <laughs> or a moonroof. Yeah. I, guess yeah, roof I was going to say, but which was, which is weird because like when she appeared on the sk- she was like in the middle of the cube. I'm like, well, how did that, I mean, I know that's just like a little thing.
1: Which, yeah. The, the, and the whole secrecy they have doesn't, you, you can't really buy it. Right. Because like he's spending the night and her, recorders all the time and stuff too and it's like there's no way secret if, if if this this kind of society if they all everyone knows what each other is doing no nothing is a secret and then you you smuggle her to the special room you built when you you know renovated the board cube and and uh it's got the star roof and you gotta they even got a guard i don't know how they i wonder how they book time at this like does everyone get a shot at this like once a week to book that
2: room or what
0: i don't even whatever
2: it's like the racquetball court you got you gotta sign yeah. it out
1: yeah, yeah, something like that.
0: Well, they they have to have that guard because they don't want an unauthorized person walking the little wooden path inside. Yeah,
1: I think, yeah, I think that'd be I, a disaster. I think of
0: the hell on earth that would unleash.
2: Just and I had in my notes. I thought the you know the way he was going to kill her was just goofy, like the little. Yeah, you know, it reminded I mean, of me then, a tiny,
0: that... tiny, tiny bit of that freaky green death thing they did in in Nemesis. Yeah, yep. yeah. So I don't know if there was supposed to be a relationship there. I forget what that was called, Uh but that was. uh what is it that like turned into little cement statue dudes and then crumbled
1: yep and, and it feels a little bit like it like you know in an old bond film tying up, the villain tying up somebody and then you <laughs> know right, doing something to threaten them for 5 minutes before it happens cuz like really if you didn't want her to activate and you really wanted to kill her wouldn't you just do the fastest thing possible before she could activate i mean it doesn't make any sense yeah
2: yeah i mean you, you just pull a 7 and 9 just shoot her <laughs> yep vaporizer talking about that kind of stuff
0: talking about why is this meditation room in the middle of the Borg artifact why do they build this here why are the quarters so incredibly huge these are the things that i i only think about when i'm kind of bored with the episode and i i wonder if it's because there's not this episode has a much lower jerry ryan quotient than the previous episode Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. maybe i don't know but uh let's see um steve i didn't let you Kick, start your first thoughts here so sorry I
1: don't know that i have too much, <laughs> much beyond what what's been said but yeah at least we are moving onward there's not just a journey to get someplace now we're changing gears but i i, I like this better than the last one overall just because of you know there are some threads that tie together and there's some advancing a plot and there's not so much goofiness but you know yeah it's, it's there's if you problems. literally
0: didn't watch the previous episode it would have no impact right Right, on- yep. The story in the show. But this episode, I'll give you that. This episode, there is some momentum and forward momentum in the story. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I would say the last episode was a little more character. You got a lot more character, especially Seven and Nine. Um, but yeah, you're right, Brian. You could cut that episode out of the out of the series and still be fine.
1: I like when he says his true name and I would have no idea how to spell it. You know, it's like when someone, it's like a big reveal and here's my name and you're like, what was that again? <laughs>
0: you know, I don't <laughs> <laughs> Can you spell that, please? <laughs> My girlfriend and I recently, just a couple days ago, watched uh, Paradise Syndrome. It has that, that moment when, and you're like, oh, that's definitely a DC Fontana line, when um, Spock says, you couldn't pronounce it, talking about his name. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, remind me of that. Yeah, I, I agree that it's, it is it is kind of nice seeing just how haunted, I mean, it's not just that he's angry, which we get in that scene when he talks, but when, when he arrives on the board Cube, he is Super haunted by his past and that just as we got from that one little moment in exchange uh, with seven in the previous episode, that just isn't going away mm-hmm. no matter how long he lives that is always a part of him in a way that almost nothing else is. And I do like that they took a moment to show us that, and acknowledge that. And also this episode he gets a little bit of a you know once Hugh takes the time to kind of explain what's going on there, which you know, <laughs> narratively, I'm not sure how much that makes sense. Picard should probably be in more of a hurry to find Soji, mm-hmm. but you know, once Hugh takes the time to do that, it does seem to give Picard a little bit of a like it eases his pain a little. Yeah,
1: it's it's a small He's- solace to his trauma in some respect.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, he has that line. You know, it shows that they're the these people are victims, not monsters. Not monsters, yeah.
0: Side note, one of these episodes, I forget. Oh, I think it was this one. There is a line, I think some, maybe something that Jurati says that makes it clear. Oh, there there are still Borg out there. We were kind of oh, asking right, if that was right. the case last time. No, there are still Borg, but maybe they've been chased across the galaxy or something, and they're not as imminent a threat as they once were, but they're still out there. They haven't been eliminated. All right, so Picard meets with the leader of Burp, kind of the head Burpee, I think. <laughs> top burp some people call them <laughs> the loudest burp <laughs> how far can i go with this the smelliest loudest burp of them all that's how they call it. <laughs> then it's made super very clear where the synth homeworld is because in all of the galaxy there's only one planet that has two red moons and an electrical storm. So once they get that information.
1: Yeah, that's convenient. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's, they're good to go.
1: He should have, like said, can you clarify about how far apart those two look red look like <laughs> from each other? or How red or something, you know? How,
0: how red. <laughs> I do like how they don't waste any time. She's once she's sort of activated, she sees Picard. He has a line or two. And she trusts him. And we we learned from Dodge that there was something about him that was, like, programmed into her. Yeah, yeah. You know, it would have been nice if there would have been a like a line or something from Maddox in the one scene he had with Picard. I don't know. Right. But, I mean, obviously he did that, right? Or, or do we find out later that it was Sung? Yeah, so there's a moment here where, you know, spoiler for the season, we said those were okay, right? But if you haven't finished the season, skip ahead a minute. But um, there's a moment when... In the previous episode, Maddox says, I did it, like, me and Soon," and you think he's talking about, like, Soon that made data, but we find out in, a, you know, a couple weeks later, episode-wise, uh, a couple episodes later, we find out that he was talking about a different, yet another Soon. Mm-hmm. But at any rate, she must have been programmed with this dream so she could find her way home. It's a big leap, and... Um, Lucky for them, they all turned out to be right. Anyway, uh, she sees Picard. She's been programmed to trust him, and away we go. And I, I kind of like that little moment there between her and Picard, and he just has two or three lines, and that's it. And then
2: we escape. Patrick you know, the please come with, please trust me, please. Yeah, it's very convincing.
0: She has all these pictures of her and her sister in a way that her sister didn't have. So I guess she was programmed with the memory of her sister, but Dodge wasn't. Because Josh didn't know anything about having a sister, right?
2: Do we know that for sure?
0: I don't I if there...
1: that was established either way. At this point, I don't remember. Oh,
2: okay. Maybe I'm remembering that wrong. Then, okay. I mean, you know, we were at her apartment, but they—you know—it's not like they went through her stuff and found pictures. Would have been nice if they had that. I would assume they knew each other existed. I think that was—I think they know who each other were. All right. maybe we'll maybe we'll find out maybe that's something maybe that's like a throwaway line in the next episode because he does he does say i mean picard does say he knew her sister in this episode and he said he wasn't able to save her
0: yeah well no Soji knows about oh yeah Dodge she because she has the photos but sure uh i like the little moment there where, El- El- where elnor shows up <laughs> and saves mm-hmm. him that's always nice and we get that fun line choose to live over black that's fun uh what is this episode about
2: I had a hard time trying to figure out what this episode was about. I mean, there's a lot that moves the plot forward in this episode, but I don't not necessarily sure if there, you know, there's a, you know, something that they're trying to say in this episode. Um, I'll hand it off to you, Steve. Let's see, I mean, I can make something uh, up.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a stretch because it, it, it is all over the place and a lot going on. I think one thing this has is the 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 commonality in the various subplots of the people dealing with past trauma you know there's a whole lot of different methods by which people are are dealing with anxieties and trauma here uh, whether it's you know picard and rafi and uh soji you know you know it, it, that all and they all kind of ends up bringing them all together you know in, in a way to move on to the next step of this but um as we said early on brian said early on in this uh, you know a week or two ago a couple a podcast ago where there's so many broken people here you know it's like i think by default everyone's dealing with trauma but i uh, that they, they do they are dealing with that here is how how they're dealing with their past and their trauma
0: especially as Hugh of uh Hugh as the leader of burp Yep.
2: you know then, then some people you know they just like to have sex to deal with their um, murderous guilt she's feeling lonely
0: i do like the those two together i don't know they're a fun pairing uh, Rios and... It's
2: kind of like opposites attract in a weird way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I like I like Rios in general, the character, for sure.
0: In in this season, yeah. All right. Let's do Six Degrees for the Impossible Box. Adam, name the last episode in which Picard was on a board cube. Um, I want the full, full title.
2: Is like Best of Both Worlds? Oh, no. The last te- television episode or the last... Time he was with the Borg.
0: The last time he was on a Borg cube.
2: Best of both worlds.
0: I want the full title.
2: The full title, both shows, best of both per- best of both worlds part one and two.
0: Okay, I was looking for part two. That was the last time, but I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. All <laughs> right, you guys tie it for the day. Steve knew what I was getting at. He was waiting for it. I think so,
2: yeah. <laughs> it's
0: like I want that point. I want two. I'm gonna blank him. <laughs> that question was hidden deep inside an impossible box. All right. Uh let's see. Uh we did get some sad news this week. Christie Alley died. I was I was surprised. I did, I didn't know she was sick. Yeah. I and, and you know, she wasn't that old. She was in her early 70s, so that's not that's that's
2: She was very memorable in Rathacon. I think we all agreed that it didn't hurt the series not having her move on and the, the other two, two other two movies, but she was a very memorable performance in the Wrath of and obviously all the other work that she did from there on.
0: I think she's just as important a part of, you know, for a movie to be great, it can't have a weak link. Everything in it has got to be great. And she was great. She was one of many great things in that movie, but she was great. Okay. So thank you for spending an hour with us. We're going to be back in two weeks. Not entirely sure what that is going to be, but we'll figure that out. We're going to be back in two weeks. You can send us an email, companion at gmail.com you can follow us on Twitter, at Companion. Until next time, take it
2: easy. Bye, guys. See ya. I passed it.